Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to another edition of Really Healthy, brought to you by Alpine Plastic Surgery. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'm Melanie Douglas. we got a great show in store for you today. We have, uh, of course, to check in with me. And, uh, some Is exciting... full-fat dairy yes. back? Should you be buying whole milk? Yes, I hope so. Or, I don't know. <sighs> got I'm some not, great we're stories not going to answer that. that yet. And then Andy Phillips, who's a co-host of Special Forces Gang, former kicker at the University of Utah, is going to stop by. He's fighting at FitCon. Lost a lot of weight. We're going to talk to him about his journey to fighting prowess. All right, so uh, I guess we'll get started yeah. with me. Yep. Because that's what's uh, new that's this all, week. That's always what have my you favorite topic. Or th- learned about yourself in the last week. Okay, so a few weeks ago, I was talking about how painful it was to work out. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't even what I would say was enjoyable. And I've and I, I've talked about all the tricks that I've used and the way to count and to help kind of minimize and get away from the mundane of exercising. Right. And they all work. They mm-hmm. really do. I've learned how to trick my mind and figure things well, that's out. That's part of it. Yeah, it really is. But I've I've kind of turned a corner. And I've started to notice that I'm excited to actually go and work out. I like I, I look forward to it. I look forward to pushing myself. I look forward to challenging myself. And uh, I find that, like, I feel better. Like, I, I, I don't, I'm not in pain when I work out. And I'm pushing myself, and I have the ability to push myself harder. But I also just I- emotionally feel better from it. Yeah. So what's going on? Yeah, I know. And so, well, let me tell you this. So I remember you telling us that you were not feeling good about your workouts and in a lot of pain. And I'm pretty sure I said, don't be a baby. Just kidding. It wasn't that episode when I said that. That was in the very beginning of the show. She says that all the time. <laughs> I, like to say, I like to say, don't be a baby. No, but I'm pretty sure I said that stick with it and you were going to start to feel stronger and more confident. And it happens. It's a natural response to fitness, but it's not it's not a continual rise. You don't just continue to love it more and more and more. It's still going to be a roller coaster. You're still going to have those days where you're like, oh, I'm not good at this. I'm too tired. But the trend is generally up, right? You just, you become more confident. You are getting stronger and more efficient, but it happens so slowly over time that you may not notice that that's why you're enjoying it more, but I guarantee that you're getting stronger, and that's part of it. So when you talk about it's it's kind of a, a roller coaster, yeah. a, an up and down, and I'm I'm obviously on the, the the really fun downhill side of the roller coaster now. How how can I prepare myself, or how can I 
make sure that uh, when I start to climb up the hill again, it, do I think back to these days? What what kind of things <laughs> can I yeah. um, look forward to? I have so many tips for that, but... The first one I want to bring up is on social media last week, I posted a picture of me doing step aerobics right. from like the 90s. And I love step. I just, I get so excited. I get out of bed early to go to a step class. But guess how, how often I do that workout? I do it once per month. Oh, wow. Yes. So do what you love, but ah. not every day. Because, I mean, think about your favorite food. Um, what Would it still be your favorite if you did it every day? If you ate it every day? See, I'm a weirdo. You are a weirdo. I, cause, you cause are a I, routine I pretty guy. Much, I really am. But I understand that. I, yeah. I, I, I know a lot of times I'm really routine, but then if I get out of my routine, it really throws me off. Yeah. And and I get out of my routine. So yes. So I, I maybe I should try to have less of a stringent ro- uh, routine and use... More of a variety. Yes, variety in my, in my workout. Variety is good, and if there's something you really, really love that's active, then save it. Try it maybe once a week or a couple times a week, but don't make it your everyday thing because pretty soon you get used to it and it's not so cool. Do you want to know my, my favorite thing to do? What? My favorite thing is to actually hike. Yeah, well, that so, should be your super special workout I live, for when you're yeah. feeling down. I live at the base of the mountains, mm-hmm. and there's some awesome trails literally right out my back door. And they're, but they're hard. I mean, I can go on this relatively easy one. But for me, why I like it so much is because it's so beautiful. For one, I get a tremendous workout because I'm going up the mountain. Yeah. But it's so beautiful. I mean, it's just, it's, and so I don't feel like I'm working out. I feel like I'm having this experience with nature. And it really helps. Right. So there's, I mean, do what you love and enjoy those moments. Um, but also, if you're on that, if you're in that, if you're in that workout rut and you're not feeling good about exercise, play this game with yourself. Tell you tell yourself you can change one thing. You can shorten the time. You can work. work you can take it easier. So take your exertion down a notch. Um, you can change the activity. You can change the location. But tell yourself if you're not feeling good about your workout, just say I'm going to change one thing. What is it? Instead of going 30 minutes, I'm going to go 20. And just giving yourself that one change, that one break in the routine. It is usually enough to get you right, going. Well, let me tell you what I have been doing. Okay. And, it, and it's it's been fairly consistent, and I've been able to stay with it. But there is some variation as far as some of the exercises I'm doing and even the way I'm doing certain exercises because it's it's still, like my knees, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to do certain things without them being really painful because I yeah. had knee surgery on both my knees. So I do I – do, uh, uh, strength training Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, I do I do cardio. What's your cardio? So the cardio is any it, it varies. So I do I do certain programs that you've introduced me to. The one that I'm kind of having fun with right now mm-hmm. is I'll go somewhere seven up on a seven from a level of zero to ten. Yeah. So I'm pushing myself at about a seven maybe an eight and I'll, I'll do work and I'll try to go as long as I can go. Oh yeah. And then I'll rest half. And, but what I find out that I do is I go, I can make it like three minutes or I, when I first started, I was like, okay, I can do two minutes. So it's two minutes, a minute rest. And I would go for like 25 minutes Yeah. Um, or 30. It just kind of varied. So I try to try to stay there on, on the days. And there are some days where I'll go really, really hard and I'll, I'll just go 20 minutes. 
Do you know where that training came from, that training style? Have you heard of fartlek intervals? It's a, it's a running style. It's a, a way runners train where you run as fast and hard as you can for whatever. If it, is it whatever 23 it is. seconds, 62 yeah. seconds, whatever, and you just let your body tell you how far can you go. And that, that's where that came from. Yeah. yeah. And that's fun because yeah. there's, it, there's kind of – it's just when it ends, it ends. It's and like what can my body do today? Yeah, and, and I really, really like that. Cool. And, then, and then on the, on the, um, the strength days, I do the, the kind of the circuit. So I'll do three sets, 45 seconds with a 15-second rest. And then after each one of the exercises, I'll do two minutes of cardio. And there's typically five to six exercises I do. I like it. Sounds very well-rounded. All right, when we come back, full dairy. Full fat dairy. Is it? Are we doing it? Is it fully fat in? We'll find out in just a minute. All right, welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas. I know it's the moment everyone's been waiting for. Full-fat dairy is back back in vogue. It's in vogue. What does that mean? Oh, you know what? Okay, so when I got my degree and became a registered dietitian, it was all about skim milk, low-fat. Low-fat dairy was on everything, right? And butter, no butter, olive oil, um, vegetable oil, whatever. Anything was better than butter. And that was my college degree, so I have a really hard time moving away from that. My husband makes fun of me because it'll say, like, half a stick of butter, and I'm like, oh, so it means a fourth. I'm always cutting. He's like, no, do the full amount of butter that it calls for. But uh, when I was at the American Dietetic Association conference last fall, there was a session about full-fat dairy, and there have been lots of news articles about it saying full-fat dairy is back. Basically, a pretty big study came out and showed that people who had full-fat dairy had a lower risk of death, heart disease, stroke. Those are all pretty powerful, right? You're like, what? Really? Uh, yes, it's really interesting. And it's not It's not full fat. It's not about ice cream. When we think full fat dairy, we're like, sweet, ice cream. We're talking about whole milk, whole fat yogurt. Um, okay, yeah, when I was growing up, yes. um, I, believe it or not, I could not gain weight. I was skinny as a stick. And I was just, I was concerned about it. And so my my parents had me on a diet. My mom, like, made all of my meals for me. And with breakfast, oatmeal typically, I would use half and half. And I remember, like, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, uh-huh. it, was, it was really good. Of course, it, we had sugar and everything else in it. Right. It, it was amazing. I couldn't gain any weight at all. And then I went to a point where it was like, you're really going to put skim milk in your cereal because that's just the most disgusting thing. It looked like like kind it's of like water. If right, you've been drinking, yeah, whole, yeah, well, if you've been like, using half and half, that's taking full fat a little far. <laughs> oh, using half and half instead. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it definitely is a big jump going from skim milk to whole fat milk. So then I went to the phase where it was like skim milk, all, all of that, and and. Uh, so what what else is there? I mean, why why is this? Why is this? Yeah, why, why is well, this? Why is it changing? Okay, I get confused. A couple things we should talk about that we need to keep me on track here. Okay. One is, do we need dairy at all? We'll save that for the end. Yeah. Um, two is where where do we really go with this? We were we had this debate with the egg thing a couple. Right. Of weeks. Yeah, our eggs good? They're bad. They're good. They're bad. So it's a, it's the same thing with dairy. So my bottom line is that um, I. 
I don't think it gives you a license to consume all the dairy you want because full fat's good for you. The small amount of dairy that you should consume can be full fat if it comes from milk, yogurt, or cheese. But it's definitely not full fat. It's not, it's not about dairy treats, so we don't need a license to eat any more sugar. So definitely stay away from that. But if you drink a glass of milk or two every day and you want to switch to whole milk because it tastes good or it's more satisfying, I think the research is there to show that the type of fat in milk is not as bad for your heart as we thought it once was. But it's only in milk because there are other fats. It's all, it's all the fats in dairy that work together. One of them is called conjugated linoleic acid, CLA. Have you heard of CLA fat? Oh, I hear it all the time. Yeah. You do? <laughs> oh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> okay. You don't just think, I wonder if this is a good source of CLA. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, so no. CLA is one of the reasons why this type of fat is metabolized differently in the body and why we're thinking it's a little bit healthier. And, and it just has so other is this nutrients. a new form of fat? Nope. It was always so, there. So it's a... Uh... It's always been there. We just, it, you know, it's so just... So what category of fat does it fall under? It's an omega-6, so it's a okay. polyunsaturated Polyunsaturate. fat. Okay. Yep. And it's only found in dairy, typically grass-fed dairy. So that's a whole other debate, right? Grass-fed. You know, side note, my husband and I went on a grass-fed kick, and we were buying all grass-fed everything until one night we had a steak that was grass-fed, and it literally tasted like grass. <laughs> we're like, I think they put grass flavoring in the steak. I don't know, but then that sort of really? turned me off that I wasn't sure if I was really getting grass-fed product. But I don't think it should taste like grass. No. No, it should taste like beef. Yes, yeah. it should taste like beef. So anyway, this, the bottom line is still in moderation, right? If you're going to consume dairy, still in moderation. Um, it doesn't give you a license to drink all you want. But if you, if you like full-fat dairy, it does help you feel fuller longer. So mo- moderation and the right types of dairy, that's kind of the key? Yes. So, and, and so dairy is good for you? I, you don't need it. You, you don't, don't need you don't dairy. Need it. You don't need dairy. Okay. Dairy is a preference. It's a dietary preference. If you like it and you don't have issues with it, you're not intolerant or have religious issues, then it's fine. I have no issue with it. It is a really good source of calcium that is absorbed really well in your body. It has vitamins A and D. It's great. Uh, it's got protein, fluid. There's good things about it. But there's also a lot of people have intolerances. Um, it's an animal product. If that's an issue, you don't need it. So the the intolerance, because I yeah. it seems like there are more people that have an intolerance for it than I don't know. I just remember growing up. I think there's one person who could not have dairy, like in my whole elementary school, like the whole entire school. Guess what? And, oh, or, true. Or, or, are there more of us that that have an intolerance to it? Yeah. And we just kind of mutter our way through it, and we don't even know we have the intolerance. So lactose intolerance primarily. This was also discussed at my dietetics conference in the fall. Lots of new research coming out. They're actually developing milk products that are from grass-fed cows. Why? Because the lactose is better tolerated in a grass-fed cow. So what's happening is the cows, they're getting so much processed food, right, that they're producing different types of milk that actually lead to more allergies. So that's another reason to go with your organic grass-fed type of dairy product. Do you do you consume dairy products? Occasionally. So do you when have ice I cream? growing up, um, I'm not an ice cream <laughs> person. I struggle with butter. My husband he, my husband keeps buying a big thing of whole milk, and I'm still buying. I went from skim as a kid. I drink all. I would drink glass after glass of skim milk because that's where I was raised. Um, so two percent feels very rich to me. So I do two percent for my kids, and my husband's like, drink the whole milk, drink the whole milk, do it. And I just you just I can't do I it. I can't do it yet. 
So I was younger. I think I would drink a quart of milk at a sitting, uh-huh. and I would drink it over water like ten out of ten times. And I, I love dairy. I, my mother put cheese on everything. It was something we grew up with. It was a big part of our diet. As I've gotten older, I actually I don't I actually don't drink or consume dairy. I, I used to love ice cream, yeah. and I, I'm very I really, rare, very rarely uh, do I even. Uh, consume ice cream e- even now or 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 before but if you, you don't started. do dairy you need a source of calcium in your diet so you need to supplement you need to eat more greens you need to find foods tofu things that have calcium because that's the one thing you'll be low on if you are not a dairy drinker so all right we're gonna take another break and when we come back we have andy phillips from the special forces gang who has been very uh I can't wait Intimately to involved story. in a boxing regiment to prepare himself for his battle against Riley Nelson. So you have the Utes and the Cougars going at it in the boxing ring at FitCon. We're going to find out about his journey here in just a minute. All right, welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here, and of course we have with us Andy Phillips from the Special Forces Gang, and a lot of you might remember him as a kicker at the University of Utah. Uh, welcome to the show, Andy, and uh, you're in uh, training for a FitCon boxing match. Yes, a rivalry FitCon boxing A rivalry, match. yes. Yeah, so it's so. the Utes and the Cougars. Correct. And you are a kicker, and you're going you're gonna to box a quarterback, right? Yes, a left-handed quarterback. So I'm Ooh. actually going up against the southpaw. See, I'm left-handed. I could probably give you some pointers. Yeah, we should we should spar yeah. some. Lefty quarterbacks are kind of <laughs> sneaky. you got to watch out for them. Yeah, well, hey, I've got a, a tremendous amount of respect for Riley Nelson, who I'm fighting. He uh, obviously has a killer instinct and an edge to him that um, he was able to have success at, at BYU. And, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping to surprise him a little bit. I'm sure he'll surprise me with some moves. And uh, really, the ultimate goal here is to raise some charity uh, some charitable uh, donations for athletes strong and that's why uh, the Utes and the Cougars are doing this oh nice and as part of this though you have to lose is this is this right is this, is my intel good 26 pounds yes in like a month or eight weeks in eight two weeks, weeks. Two and, months. okay so I have a week and a half left I had to yeah, in two months I had to drop what I thought was 19 pounds I was initially told 205 was our was our our fighting weight uh, and then I was told it was 200 pounds. So uh, a week from this Saturday, I have to weigh in at 200 pounds. Now, a good four or five pounds of that will probably be water weight, mm-hmm. realistically. Um, but I've had to lose. At this point, I'm, I'm, I'm weighing 207. I started at 226. Uh, so I've lost, you know, 19 pounds. And what have you done? Tell, share your secret. Well, uh, nutrition is something I've been very conscious of my whole life. Mostly mm-hmm. after when I was 14 years old, I broke my femur skiing, mm. put on a ton of weight, and realized that talent's not going to take me to the next level. I need to focus on my nutrition and my training. And so uh, I've tried every diet you can think of in the book. The one that's really stuck with me would be a low-carb diet. But what I've noticed is it's very hard to have sustainable energy for a long period of time on a, on a very low-carb diet, mm-hmm. especially when you're extreme dieting. And so I did something a little bit different this time. I got strategic with my workouts, and I got strategic with my dieting, and uh, I decided to do intermittent fasting. Oh. So oh, you know about that. You know a bit yes. about that. Yes. So I eat from 12 o'clock until 8 o'clock, 
and I'll work out in the morning. I'll do about a two hour, three hour workout in the morning. This will be weightlifting. Um, now that we're getting closer to the fight, it's, it's higher repetition, lower weight, because I don't want to be putting on muscle. I just want to be conditioning my muscles. Uh, and then at about nine o'clock at night, my wife and I will go down into the basement. We'll turn on a show and I'll hop on the treadmill uh, and run anywhere from three to, to nine miles, uh, depending on the day. Um, the reason why I say strategic is if I'm stopping my, my if I'm stopping with my consumption of calories at 8 o'clock at night, uh, the rest of the time, those next uh, 16 hours until 12 o'clock, I'm running off of what I've eaten during the day and then hopefully body fat. And I'm trying to put myself in a caloric deficit and uh, running just em you know, enhances that and helps me to speed it up. So I, I know some of the weight that I've lost has been muscle, mm -hmm. um, but in a, in a boxing match, you don't want to be the biggest, muscliest guy because then you fatigue a lot quicker. Hmm. So you've been, you've had to train boxing, and and you, which I found was interesting, you actually spar in your in your in your boxing routine. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing from a boxing perspective. Yeah, so the first two weeks we're just getting the basics. So you're learning how to hit a bag, you're learning how to throw different punches. Wait a um, minute, you didn't know how to box before this? No, never boxed before in my Ever. life. Oh, that's juicy. Oh, okay, wow. I'm in. I'm gonna watch this fight. <laughs> I. I see. What I about Riley? Has Riley, <laughs> you know, if he's ever boxed well, I've heard in his life? That he's been hitting a bag for, you know, a little bit longer than I have. I'm not sure how long, six months or a year longer. Uh, I think he's been taking classes and stuff just to, to be in shape. Yeah. Um, so he might have a little bit more uh, of an advantage when it comes to hitting a bag and, and being introduced to boxing. But for the most part, uh, we're all, this is all our first go at it. Wow. Yeah, when, when I was in the NFL, That's we actually would, would box in the offseason. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, Sixty it, minutes, twelve hundred calories yeah, is what it. I average. Yeah, it's so, awesome. Um, it's, it's a really good workout. I teach kickboxing, but that's just punching the air. You bring a bag into it; that's a whole different experience. And I don't do violence, so I would I would probably never do this. Sport. Right. So but. You, you you spar with an individual, right? Yeah. And so when you spar. It, it, are, is one of you trying to beat the other one, or are you just trying to work on your technique? Or, I mean, I I, I don't know that I I don't know right? that I've ever hit punches? landing yeah. punches and probably taking punches too. Yeah. I would imagine so. So it, it just depends on the exercise. Um, we couldn't spar for the first two weeks of training until we had the fundamentals, and then we jumped in and we did some exercises where uh, it would be you know thirty percent. But you'd be learning how to hit the body, hit the head, how to defend yourself. So there were times where I'd be sparring and I couldn't throw a punch. I would just have to learn how to oh, wow. move my body, move my head. Uh, and then now that we're getting really close to the fight, uh, for example, last night, uh, it was, it's full go. I mean, it's, you're not trying to knock the guy out, but you, you're getting hit and you're hitting uh, probably, probably 80% or so. And uh, what you're ultimately doing is conditioning yourself for the round. So this is a unique match because it's three one-minute rounds, and you have 60 seconds of rest in between each round. So uh, a typical boxing match will be 12 rounds, three minutes each round. Yeah. And uh, so it, it sounds short. You're thinking, oh, just three minutes of work. But <laughs> if you do three rounds, one after the other, yeah. uh, you're, you're smoked after about two minutes. So, so, so what's your best punch? What have, what, what you've do, what's your secret knockout punch? Because <laughs> I'm a Ute here. I'm a I don't know if I can reveal that. Yeah, yeah, he oh, can yeah. reveal his the, Actually, th this will, yeah, th no one will know this. No until one will know this. Okay, when is this fight going down? <laughs> April 13th. April 13th. At FitCon, uh, 5 o'clock at the Salt Palace. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, he's longer than I am. He's got a longer reach than I do. So, uh, you know, inside, inside fighting is probably going to uh, if I'm going to land a really hard punch, that's probably where it will come from. 
Um, but, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going up against. I don't think he knows what he's going up against. Uppercut to the jaw. That's the one. Now, you watch a lot of Tyson. That's his go-to. I know. Yeah, he's a little, yeah. yeah. All right, well, and, and FitCon is a, incredible. There's so much going on there. They have uh, Highland games. They have boxing. They have fencing matches. They've got and anything related to fitness. And, of course, we'll uh, be there. we are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, well, I be won't there. be there. I, I will be, uh, I'll be in Cuba. <laughs> that does not sound as fun as FitCon, but whatever. No, and I'll miss you. And <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be real, because I really, I would love to watch this fight. And there was, there was even some speculation I was actually going to do it, but. Not fight you or Riley, but... No, 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 no not fight So me. we're pulling for you. Thank you. Good luck. Thank and that's you. awesome what you're doing. Uh, boxing's a great, great sport, great exercise, great... Uh, it, I love doing it. You get out a lot of anger and, and aggression and all that good stuff. Okay, thank you, Andy. All right, uh, this does it for this uh, edition of uh, Really Healthy. Uh, go to our page, our webpage at reallyhealthyshow.com. Visit us on Instagram and Facebook at the Really Healthy podcast ask us your questions we thank so many of you for for tuning in to what we're doing thank alpine plastic surgery for their sponsorship for melanie douglas i'm scott mitchell have a really healthy day does not provide medical advice. The contents of this program are for informational purposes only. The program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this program. Bonneville International does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on the program. Reliance on any information provided on the program is solely at your own risk.